Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Most stocks retreated today. Laura Little changed on the S&P 500 index, pulling back from yesterday's record. The S&P down half a point at 2473. Dow Industrials down 29 to 21,611, down one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ, another record there, up five points to 6390, up by one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year up 330 seconds, yield 2.2. 6%. Gold, higher little changed up by about one-tenth of 1% to 1243 the ounce. West Texas Intermediate Crew down seven-tenths of 1%, down 33 cents to 46.79 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. of money and investors chasing the next big thing. One investor, one angel investor turned $100,000 into $100 million, or so says his book and his <laughs> press release. Our next guest is Jason Calacanis. He's internet entrepreneur, angel investor. He's got a new book out and it's called Angel, How to Invest in Technology Startups, Timeless Advice from an angel investor who turned, as I said, 100000 into $100 million. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thanks for having me. Why did you write this book? Great question. Um, I wrote the book because I think it's one of the few things in my life I've actually become the best of the world at. Uh, I'm definitely in the top three angel investors of all time in terms of track record, having hit six unicorns in my first 125 or so investments, a unicorn obviously being a billion-dollar company. Right. And so I've gotten good at it, and... Being a kid from Brooklyn who came from uh, a meager beginning, I really think the American dream is very hard to reach right now, buying homes, getting white-collar jobs. And I found this little hack that's not going to work for everybody, but for a certain group of people who put the hard work in, I do think you could go from being poor to rich or middle class to very rich. It's funny that you say that, though. Before we kind of dig into your book a little bit, um, is there something about being – poor coming from, you know, meager beginnings, if you will, that just makes you work a bit harder. I've, I've interviewed several, profiled several billionaires yeah. who came from very little uh, and worked their little tushes off, and they have done really, really well. Yeah. And they all have I'm, little tushes, too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, you know, just I will say. say it does put a fire in you when you are in a panic your whole life about running out of money. And I look back on my childhood and my parents had a great relationship, except, you know, any fight they had was in, invariably about money. And people would say it's not about the money. And I have a lot of rich friends in Silicon Valley and in business. Um, they say it's not about the money when they have a lot of it. When, you, when you're living month to month or week to week and you've got a colossal amount of debt, it is an incredible uh, stressor. So I do see that pattern of, you know, people who are put under that pressure then have a level of resiliency and hard work. That could be um, deranged. Uh, yeah, well, indeed that. Um, what do you think it is? You, know, you were you mentioned Brooklyn. You were in New York. You did the Silicon Valley. Uh, you were a journalist uh, yeah. once upon a time during the, during the dot com bubble. Um, and I wonder, you know, uh, I ran into you on a plane a few months ago, and we talked about this a little bit. But what do you think it is that's different uh, about Silicon Valley than the sort of general perception, particularly perception of New Yorkers? 
Yeah. So being a New Yorker, I thought, gosh, you know, California, it's all granola and yoga. But it turns out Silicon Valley, there is something special there, which is – It's people. the avocado toast and it's, the granola and the yoga. Exactly. Be very careful. I'm <laughs> totally in love with avocado toast. Yes. So be very careful. It, it, we all are. It's pretty great. But, uh, you know, California has a certain positivity to it and a certain lack of cynicism when somebody says they want to change the world. And so you have a ton of failure. You have a ton of people saying they're going to change the world, and they don't. But when somebody does change the world, the amount of talent and the amount of money, just sheer resources to invest in those companies is extraordinary. I think New York is pretty hopeful, but also a little cynical. And then if you go to Europe, where you have negative growth in some countries and people are just trying to protect their wealth and protect their downside, it's really impossible to be a great entrepreneur in most places in Europe. But as you go further west, I think people get more risk-taking. And so so it's, it's the amount of risk people are willing to I take. I feel like investing in startups has become more democratic. It has. And so what is your advice to the average Joe or average investor or yeah, the accredited, or accredited investor, Joe yeah. or Jane, correct. Um, the accredited investor who's looking for, you know, looking for an investment. How, yeah. What are the things that you kind of uh, look for? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is read the book so you don't make the mistakes I did. And I outline like, these are a lot of mistakes. And then the other thing I suggest is people go very slow in the beginning. So let's say you were an accredited investor and you had a net worth of $3 million. You want to put 20% of it into angel investing. The first thing I would say is that number might be a little high, maybe low single digits. 1% to 10% would be a number I would be comfortable telling a family member is worth risking if you were going to make angel investing you know, your half-time or full-time job. After that, I would say doing something like angel syndicates, which is a new device that exists in the world where you can invest alongside an angel – in a round of financing that they're investing in is a wise way to start because you can invest as little as $1,000 per company. What I see the the biggest mistake is somebody says, I have a $300,000 bankroll. I want to put it to work. They meet three of their cousin's friends and two people who know somebody at work. And those are the companies that investors like I have passed on Mm -hmm. and, and my contemporaries in Silicon Valley. They're desperate for funding, and then they take that $300,000 and they put $150,000 into two companies that have already been picked over and passed on. Mm -hmm. Much better approach, put a $1,000 bet into 10 companies, use a very small fraction of your overall net worth and a small fraction of your chip stack for investing – and learn. Take the first year as this is my, you know, single year MBA in angel investing. Invest in 10 companies, put $1,000 into each, meet with the founders and see what works. Also, don't invest in companies before they launch their product. Most companies have about five rounds of financing before the VCs take over, the venture capitalists. In those first five rounds of funding, the first one and sometimes the second one will be before the product comes out. Most people are not sophisticated enough to guess. I'm certainly not which one of those founders are going to succeed, and I've been doing this for 150 investments. I wait till they have a product I can play with, I can use, and maybe two or three customers I can talk to. So I call it the Goldilocks zone. So not does too that cold, mean, Jason, by definition, you're, by definition, you've got to be looking at consumer-facing technology? I mean, if you know, you know, the, the, the greatest money ever made in venture capital has always been made in enterprise and uh, business-focused, uh, sure. business-to-business-focused stuff. Yeah, so definitely you can, in the case of an enterprise business-to-business company, say Salesforce, you can say to Mark Benioff when he's got three customers, hey, can I talk to one of the customers? And, Mm -hmm. you know, almost universally, those customers will knock it off the phone with you because they want to see their founder succeed. Do you need to understand it? No. Big misconception. In fact, you shouldn't even try to understand it. I passed on Twitter. 
uh, and Page Zynga. 99. Exactly. He says his biggest miss, Twitter. $50 million mistake. The book would have been called How I Turned 150000 into $150 million Had I Hit Twitter. But I thought Twitter was going to be a cacophony of idiots because it was just 140 characters. And that's exactly what it's turned into, a cacophony of idiots. And in a lot of cases. Minus so, at Corey TV and yes. minus at Carol Masser. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just but tr- Trump's making up for all of us with his. Oh, and at Jason. And at Jason, but his insane tweets. But, you know, you, you, you look at something like Twitter, it's nobody could ever predict that this would change the world in the way it has. Nobody would predict revolutions. Nobody would predict Trump, you know, going direct to um, his it's, fan base. It's, you it's know, insane. Corey, Corey and I love, and we've talked with people about the Uberization of the world, and it just kind oh, of yes. seamless, easy, direct shot. That's what Twitter is. Mm-hmm. And maybe right. they haven't totally figured out how to monetize everything, but it's incredible for yeah. its impact. Uh, it, there's probably no startup in the last couple of years that has had more of an impact yeah would you have uh invested did you invest in tesla early on just about 20 seconds yeah so uh elon came to me when he was investing in the company and i passed when it was a dollar a share so that in fact passing on tesla and passing on twitter were the reasons i got into angel investing because i was like i'm making i'm passing on too many great things wait a minute the title could have been how i turned a hundred thousand into like a hundred billion stay tuned ah i'm not i'm not retiring yet. i'm just saying <laughs> Thanks for having me. Jason uh, Kalkanis, uh, internet entrepreneur, angel investor, author, his book, Angel, How to Invest in Technology Startups. Uh, interesting. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson, Paul Brennan, our producer, Mark Siniscalci, our technical director. This is Bloomberg Radio. <laughs> 